Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Get in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. Look, man, I can appreciate Darlington and what it means to NASCAR. But damn it, I need a better race to come out of there. When the highlights, frankly, have been the throwback cars, the pit reporters, the -the in-the-studio analysts dressing up as if they're in the 70s. Right. If that's the highlight, and I like some of these freaking highlights. I like some of the verbiage and some of the clothes they were I thought it was cool, but damn it, when that's your <laughs> when that's your highlight from Darlington, too tough to tame. Holy smokes! Yeah, everybody I, tamed it, uh, especially Martin Truex. Oh my good! And I don't, yeah. right? I mean, Statman's, you know, had Statman, you've got some, you got securities involved with Martin Truex, don't you? Absolutely, that's better than Dogecoin. You know, I mean, you <laughs> you you stick with. Truex, no matter what. I took a nap on Truex today, mm-hmm. and he still won. Now, what can I tell you? I'll join you in that nap. I had a very nice nap during the race today. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Crash Gladys. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been it's been a good one, partly because the NASCAR race was so boring, and I could rest my <laughs> eyes while watching it. And that, but- was, that was one thing strange about this, is we typically put together either a best of, or a pre-recorded show with some be- because NASCAR typically doesn't run on Mother's Day because of the the reverence they have for moms and the significance of moms on this planet. But damn it, they're running on Mother's Day when no other series outside of Formula One. Well, Formula One's over there. No other U.S. series is running on Mom's Day. Yeah, yeah. well, NASCAR is like everybody in particular. If mom ain't happy nobody's happy <laughs> and they want to make sure that mom stays happy mm-hmm. on mother's day Isn't that the truth? maybe that's why the race was so dominated by truex he's like okay all moms deserve a time on the couch let's get horizontal and i'm going to give you that opportunity today because i'm going to dominate 200 some odd laps that in this race. is a great listen Statman's the local conspiracy theorist Statman, that's the deal that's what nascar planned absolutely and then yeah. when when uh, Truex got into the victory circle and gave his comments, he forgot to thank mom after the thing was over. It's okay. It's okay. We know you did that for us, Martin. So, and, and your mom. And so, yeah, we get it. We get it. You did that as a gift. We, we appreciate it. You follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for you at Facebook or the website speedfreaks.tv. And if you've got two hours to spare, if you're not chasing your wife or your mom around trying to give them that last Happy Mother's Day card. Spend two hours with us because you will be entertained. Coming up in about nine minutes, Pato Award, Patricia Award, who won Texas Motor Speedway, the second race for the IndyCar Series last weekend. He's going to join us. This freaking dude was born on Cinco de Mayo plus one. Yeah, a Mexican athlete born Mm -hmm. the day after Cinco de Mayo. 
as an athlete, you don't get to celebrate very many holidays anyway, right. let alone the fact that your poor mom was in the hospital on one of your greatest holidays. Right. Or at least in, in America. So he joins holiday. us, your uh, two-time Supercross champion, Cooper Webb, will be joining us this hour. Second hour is going to be very, very special. Uh, we have a little... So- with all these guests, we just don't have the time that we could dedicate to a full-fledged salute to losing Bobby Unser. I think we'll make make a point to do that next week, Crasher. Oh, okay. As IndyCar gets back going anyway with the Indy GP. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. All right. So we got a little salute to Al Unser. Excuse me, Bobby Unser. Next hour, Antron Brown, who won Top Fuel in Atlanta last weekend, he joins us. And Statman, I am just uh, I'm impressed that you found this dude, uh, Mr. Tinsley as I like to call him. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing all of that interview stat. He is a uh, former military guy, and I begged him to stop calling me sir. Mm. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. He's, he's a, a righteous, righteous dude. And the significance of him being an African-American in NASCAR isn't lost on us on this Darlington weekend, so to speak, stat. Yeah, the throwback uh, weekend, mm-hmm. one of the cars uh, was celebrating him. Uh, at he, the team that he had with a guy named Fee Dixon, mm. uh, just, uh, just it was a nice conversation. And he's not finished. He's got grandkids, and he says, once a racer, always a racer. He ain't finished yet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Man. Uh, it's just, it's going to be a great damn show, Freak Nation. Hopefully you'll be able to stick around. If you, if you have to cut away from it, I understand. Mom takes priority even over the Freak Nation. If you have to cut away with it, we'll have the full show and sliced up for you on our website tomorrow morning at speedfreaks.tv. But first, some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you, affiliates, for making this thing possible. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up, Cooper Webb, two-time Supercross champion. He'll be here. Patricio Award, your Texas Motor Speedway Race 2 winner for the IndyCar Series. He'll be here. This segment brought to you by good friends at General Tires, SUV, truck in that garage of yours. Why don't you roll with General Tires? You're in the market for tires, right? Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your righteous ride. Crasher? We had some really good stories this past week, and of course, the sad news of Bobby Unser's passing, but how about Robert Wickens getting back behind oh, the yeah. wheel in IMSA? Great story. We are going to talk to Robert Wickens this coming up week and get the Freak Nation insight as to how that all went down with Brian Herta Autosport. But wow, that was, speaking of Lucas Oil, that was a really good story to see. And then NHRA announced that due to COVID restrictions, their Virginia Nationals will be postponed. They will not be run this year in 2021. I thought California was the only state having some of these sporting restrictions. Hey, but Virginia's for lovers, man. It's not for COVID-19, babe. Oh, oh, valid point. Valid point. But Bristol will be will come back and have, I guess that'll be the second Bristol race of the year, or this will be the one and only NHRA Bristol race. Ah, yeah, I think good it, question. I, I think it's the one and only. Got it. And then, of course, there was some racing that went on this weekend. First with NASCAR, and like we talked about, the throwback theme in Darlington. It was Sheldon Creed taking the win in trucks. Justin Allgaier in... Xfinity and, well, what? 
Statman's Martin Truex leading 562 laps of the 367. Yeah, he just dominated <laughs> when it came to Darlington. Lewis Hamilton, on the other hand, wasn't necessarily an easy win for him over Max Verstappen in Formula One. But Lewis Hamilton, again, with the win. You want to talk Darlington, don't you? Yeah. I oh, just... hold on real quick. Let me get some, before we talk Darlington, let me get some news out there for Bobby Unser's funeral. It's going to be Saturday, or excuse me, it's going to be Tuesday, and there will be a live streaming from Calvary Cap Chapel Ooh. in Albuquerque, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. So keep your eye on Twitter for some more details with that. I, n enough on the Darlington. We brought up something there. It's still, every time I hear Unser and Albuquerque and New Mexico, again, it's my ignorance. I just don't associate New Mexico and Albuquerque with one of the greatest families in racing ever. Now, if it was Indianapolis, Florida, California, Texas, but freaking New Mexico, jeez. Well. Patricio Ward, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. 
Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Over 20 years of doing Speed Freaks and all of those 20 years, Lucas Oil's been a part of it. Go to lucasoil.com to find the product for your ride or rides, including Lucas Oil Slick Mist Detailing Kit. Follow me here, man. You get interior detailer, tire and trim shine, speed wax, a towel, a no-mess tire and trim applicator. When you combine all of these, trust me, that 60-year-old, 50-year-old, 30-year-old car, that 20-year-old car yours will feel like she's five. Do yourself a favor. Go to lucasoil.com and check out their Slick Mist detailing kit or a local auto parts store today. Speaking of Lucas Oil, this guy who's partnered with Lucas Oil with the McLaren team in the IndyCar series, he won the second race at Texas Motor Speedway last weekend. Pato Award or Patricio Award joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Patricio, your birthday is May 6th, a day after Cinco de Mayo. Why couldn't your mom pump you out a day earlier on Cinco de Mayo? What's up with that? Honestly, I've never really had the chance to like properly celebrate Cinco de Mayo because I'm always either racing or, or doing something. Um, but this year, I actually got to celebrate Cinco de Mayo at by the Speedway. <laughs> and answer to your question this year is when i realized that my birthday is one day later after a pretty cool celebration (laughs) (laughs) well kenny and i have a daughter and she was born on new year's day and i was trying to think earlier this week what is what was worse me being in the hospital on new year's eve and not being able to celebrate that or patricio's mom being in the hospital on cinco de mayo and not being able to celebrate that it's tough man (laughs) <laughs> the mom struggle. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what we do for you kids, right? <laughs> no, but this this year, though, like you said, it's prob- probably the first time you've really been able to celebrate Cinco de Mayo and your birthday because of your work life being so tough and, and so strict on what whether it's diets or workouts. But yeah, now you finally got to celebrate. Which one do you celebrate more, though? Because you want to go all out for Cinco de Mayo, but then you got to remember, I got I to gotta pace myself because my birthday's the next day. <laughs> Man, honestly, this year... Um and usually every, I mean, it's just for my birthday. I mean, my family knows I'm, I'm not much of a partier. I just, I like, like good food and spend time with people that I love. Um, but man, we went pretty hard for Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. It was a pretty cool event. So I got to say there was more celebration there. Whoa. How much of it though was also a carryover from your Texas win? I mean, this whole week should be a cel- should have been a celebration for you. It's been nonstop. It's been uh, it's been truly nonstop, but it's it's uh, it's been worth it. Uh, it's been really cool, and um, all the cool celebrations came after the win, so it, it all kind of like just fit in together and <laughs> gave you an excuse <laughs> to actually want to celebrate, you know. 
Pato Award won the second IndyCar race at Texas last week. Pato, where are you on this issue of ovals? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Or is it the next thing on the schedule and that's what I got to do because I'm a driver? I'm a fan. Um, I feel like I'm still learning through the super speedway kind of process. Uh, it's very different. Um, the mentality that you have to approach it with is very different to a road course and road course is just something that I, I just know more of, but man, I've, I've really grown to, to like it. Um, it's, it's very different. Um, unfortunately it doesn't like the TV and the videos don't really make, do it justice until you get to talk to a driver or someone that has actually tried it out before. And then they really understand how much balls it actually takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's really cool. I mean, it's just, it's very different. And I just think that's what, what makes the IndyCar series so special is that you have to be good in every single type of, of, of racetrack in order to either one win a championship or to just be outright competitive day in, day out in anywhere you go. Exactly. Why do you think then there is, I mean, I know there's the danger element of it, but guess what? Motorsports is dangerous anyway in all aspects. So why do you think there's such a stigma with racing ovals in IndyCar for some of the outsiders looking in? And, and like, for instance, this year, we're looking at Romain Grosjean or also Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I think the the thing in especially super speedways is that um, fortunately the tracks that we go to this year are very safe. And I think they are as safe as that can be right now. Um, I feel like in the years past, there's been, there's been tracks where they're just, they're not up to standards and you see the consequences because the speeds are just so Fast. I mean, just imagine going 225 plus miles an hour. And if you spin or if something goes wrong, you don't really slow down much. So imagine just going 225 miles an hour into a wall. You definitely feel it. And it's not very pleasant. (laughs) But I think that the thing here is just the speeds are ridiculous. And that's what makes the super speedways in a way, the most dangerous, I guess. Pato Award is the IndyCar winner in Texas, and you're talking about a safe track. That seems hard to fathom, Pato, when you're going 220-plus on a racetrack, how that could be safe. Are there some tracks, actually, that are safer than others at that speed? Uh, so lots of things. For example, the cars, man, the Indy cars are bulletproof. I mean, they... They're very, very strong, and they they just keep getting stronger and stronger uh, with all the upgrades that they have given them throughout the years um, with intrusion panels within the monocoque. Um, obviously, that comes with weight, so that's been a, a hard balance to find. Uh, the new aero screen with the halo, uh, you know, in case a car goes upside down or in case, a, a, you know, a foreign object wants to come into, into where the driver's helmet is, like, you know, without that, it smacks you in the face and you'll probably might not make it out because you're just going so fast. Um, but what I meant about safe is that you see some of the upgrades going into the super speedways like IMS, 
Texas, one thing being the safer barrier, which is basically an extension to the wall that is a little bit softer. Obviously, if you go up to it and try and push it, it ain't going to move because it's, it, it's made for, for very high-speed impacts. Um, but it actually creates like a compression in case of a, of a car hitting the wall uh, to absorb as much energy as it can to keep us in their safety. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, we're kind of like in a survival cell, <laughs> kind of like a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when things go wrong, you need that to to absorb impact as best as it can without actually having to to transfer the impact or the energy of the impact onto you because there's only so much the human body can take. But, and you're exactly right, there is only so much the human body can take, but in all forms of motorsport, what you just described there and how safe the cars have become and how many, most of the tracks have made the upgrades to keep you guys safe if in case of impact, I mean, you just described it in a way that's like, yeah, this is, I mean, danger's going to exist in the sport. Road courses, street circuits, super speedways. You just described it in a sense that no, super speedways aren't any more dangerous than anything else. To me, it just it just really spoke volumes right there of IndyCar engineers and track engineers because you guys are going to be okay. Yeah, they, I mean, they've done a fantastic job. I think where where things might get out of hand is whenever it's together with another uh, car. Uh. Um, because there's the the saying that cars aren't meant to fly, and and there's so much truth to that. Whenever they start flying, is when things really go sideways because the cars aren't designed to fly. I mean, they're designed to stay on the ground. And I feel like all the you know the the big accidents have been when when two cars come together and there's something very unnormal happening, which. I mean, it's just so hard to, to try and simulate whenever you're creating a car. You can't just create a, a certain scenario of, of how exactly it's going to go down. But I think they've done such a great job. Um, and I think Mario said it once, and he said, we are safer in the race car than going 85 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour on the highway at your, you know, with your normal car. And I think there is a lot of truth to that. I, I, I feel a lot safer in the race car, even if you, you know, go through an impact rather than imagine having an impact at 70 miles an hour in a normal road car. Um, so, yeah. No, that's a good comparison. Patricio Award, Texas winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And speaking of safety, I mean, we saw it. We saw all the safety components on display the first lap of Texas and Connor Daly walking away. So yeah, you've got some really good points there, but we are moving on to Indianapolis. Now it with everything with the coronavirus, the pandemic, you guys kind of got ripped off with Indianapolis last year. There will be fans this year, but still the whole experience of Indy in the month of May is just not quite there. How are you approaching this month? Do, do you feel like you've been ripped off because of the pandemic? Or are you just like, it's another race. Um, I'm excited to have some, you know, a, a, a 500 more normal, I guess we can say. I mean, it's just, it's last year, it really felt like a ghost town. I mean, it just felt really like a test more than an actual race. Oh, wow. Until we're actually in the car, then it feels like a race. But 
Um, I just, I'm, I'm happy to have people back at the racetrack. And at the end of the day, I tell everybody like we are in entertainment. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, not having people go to the circus, like who are the clowns going to be performing for? So I think it's, it's great that we're going to have people back. Um, hopefully next year where you can be back at a hundred percent, uh, would have been really cool to have a hundred percent this year, but unfortunately it's just not, not possible with, with, you know, the pandemic still kind of going on. Um, but I think IndyCar and everybody has, has done a great job in, in trying to find the best ways to have as many people as we can at the races and not just the 500, but you know, at the GP and, and so forth. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have people back. Who is the biggest clown in IndyCar? <laughs> the biggest clown. Um, probably the most, like, the most, um, not adventurous, but the most achieved clown, probably Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> and he can be a clown sometimes. He, he can. He's, what a great guy. Yes. I'm, I'm uh I'm low-key a huge Scott Dixon fan. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Why? Why? Is it watching him from afar for many years or, or getting to know him now? Just everything. He's such a nice person. I mean, he's such a great human being. I mean, he's a great race car driver. He's got a great family. Um, he's the only driver that came up. Well, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was in Sonoma for my first IndyCar race. And obviously I'm, I'm like super overwhelmed and it's after practice one, I'm going to a driver way in. I didn't know what I was doing. And he's the only driver that comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, welcome to the series. I was like, Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, he is a, a, fr a loyal freak nation member. He's been coming in here for the last 15 plus years. 20 years. Has he been here from the get-go? Oh yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, uh, next time you see him, please just say you spoke to Speed Freaks and we talked biscuits. Oh boy. Yeah, just okay. say biscuits. We don't it, it's a politically correct world right now. We don't need to go into biscuits and in the and the meaning of just say or we talked about biscuits, biscuits and gravy. There you go. Yeah, just biscuits yeah. and gravy. Hey, uh, last thing for you. You went to military school in San Antonio. When I was a, a young man, military school was school was a bitch. Uh, what did you think of mil military school in San Antonio? I was actually a civilian. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to be in the Corps. Um, but it was very strict. It was not the easiest of schools to be in when I was missing like 58, 60 days of school during the year. <laughs> oh. oh, true. But what did it do for you? I mean, granted, okay, so you didn't have the greatest attendance, but you were working. But what did it do for you otherwise? Um, I just think it gave me a great education. Um, I bumped heads a lot because I don't like getting told what to do. Yep. So it was very, uh, I mean, I just like to have fun. People that know me know that I like to have fun. Like when it's time to work, I will get down and I will do the work. But like, there's no point in not enjoying what you're doing or not enjoying where you are. And I guess some of the people just didn't like it because I was being a clown. <laughs> so I would bump heads with the administration a lot. So but, you're basically the walking example or the driving example of work hard, play hard. Well, yeah, because you have to love what you're doing. Whenever you stop enjoying it is when you should jump out of the car because 
well, then why are you doing it? Just like any job, I mean, not just in racing, but, you know, in, in, in any athlete sport or even uh, any desk job as well. Like if you're loving what you're doing, then then it's fantastic. But when you're not, it's like, then why are you doing it? The whole point of doing something is to enjoy it. At least that's how I live. <laughs> well, I think the, the sentiment out there is, is that you're going to win more races and hopefully win more races this year. And, and hopefully we'll be able to work out getting you back in here after those races on a Sunday afternoon or yeah, Sunday afternoon. Can we, can we work <laughs> on that Pato? Yeah, we can work on that. Yeah, we want you in here a lot. You are fun. Hey, can you say monocoque one more time? <laughs> uh, monocoque. Yeah, boy. You like that instead of cockpit? Yep, monocoque. That's the Formula One version of it, there Kenny. Just FYI. Paddle, <laughs> thanks for doing this, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. See ya. We hear so much about electrification as the motorsports industry tries to paint itself green. But this week, the World Motorsport Council approved a three-year agreement with the racing fuel company that's produced a fossil-free, hydrocarbon-based racing fuel. P1 Racing Fuels in Ireland has blended synthetic and biofuel components for high-performance racing engines. The mystery fuel will start being used in FIA World Championship Series in 2022, next year. The announcement this week concentrated on the World Rally Championship and the hybrid supercars that will be introduced next season. Former World Rally and Rallycross champion Peter Solberg said he's used the fuel and it works. Several things were taken into consideration, including sustainability a low-carbon future, performance, cost, and supply for a global series like the WRC. Hopefully, this kind of thinking is going on somewhere here in America as well. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, go to lucasoil.com to find out more about Slick Mist Detailing Kit. The kit includes interior detailer, tire and trim shine, speed wax, microfiber towel, and no-mess tire and trim applicator. Nobody does it better. I mean, it's a full-fledged kit to keep that old-ass car of yours looking fine and dandy. Go to lucasoil.com. Coming up next hour, we're going to highlight, we've got about four or five minutes of one of our many interviews of Bobby Unser. And as I said earlier in the show, with all these interviews that we have, we have Cooper Webb coming up next segment, your two-time Supercross champion. We have uh, a gentleman who has quite a bit of uh, blood, sweat, and tears in NASCAR. He's an African-American that Statman touched base with. A good 12, 13 minutes with Mr. Tinsley, as we call him here in the Freak Nation. And Antron Brown, your NHRA top fuel winner from Atlanta. He'll, He'll be here in the Freak Nation. But... Uh, my point was, I have no idea because I just rattled off something. Oh, yeah, uh, Bobby Unser. Uh, we have a b- brief interview with Bobby Unser next hour as well, one of our highlights. There's so much, so much tape or uh, older interviews that we have with, with Bobby that let's spend some time talking or playing some of those interviews next week. Deal, okay. Crasher? When okay. We, we, we will have more time in next week's show. And, and, yeah, like you said, Kenny, I mean, you were going through them on Monday when the news broke unfortunately, of Bobby Unser passing. And I hear you, I'm downstairs, you're upstairs, I hear you laughing, and that was Bobby. He just, he was always either stirring up some mess or making you laugh 
or making you shake your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one or the other. And I, if you followed this show for the last 20 years, you know where my allegiances at least lied, lied or laid, going into starting Speed Freaks. It was drag racing and motocross, supercross. Those were my two Joneses as a kid and as an adult. I would watch it, the Indy 500 or if it was on Wide World of Sports or something as a kid, but I just it, – it, it never came through Dallas. IndyCar never never got close to me. So I just didn't pay attention to it. Uh, really, same with NASCAR. NASCAR didn't come to, to Dallas-Fort Worth until the mid-late 90s. So it was drag racing. It was, again, supercross, motocross. So that's why I have Crash here and Stat here, people who actually paid attention to multiple series growing up, <laughs> uh, that I like to hear from guys like yourself. We've got about two minutes here. Uh, Stat, briefly, uh, Bobby Unser to you meant what in racing? Well, a combination of things. The Indy 500 and the Unser name is Pikes Peak. Oh, yes. Uh, so whenever... I would hear Bobby Unser. I would uh, always think of those two things. It was hard to separate the mm -hmm. two. And uh, then later, the battle that he had in court with Andretti. But, uh, yeah, the 500 and Pikes Peak, that was Bobby Unser and the Unser family. Crasher, about 30 seconds. I worked with Robbie Unser when I was working in marketing at the PacWest Racing Team. And Robbie was just as funny as, as his dad. Maybe not as funny, but, yeah, to me, it's it's – humor it's a guy that that had some prejudices talking about bobby unser throughout his racing career but he softened after retirement and after doing his tv work so i think of him the first thing that comes to mind is laughter fun and just a big heart yeah if you if you carry that bs to your grave i, I i'd like to say i feel sorry for you but good riddance but he was it seemed to be a dude that uh, turned it around with some of those grievances that he had with things absolutely Coming up next hour, excuse me, coming up in moments, Cooper Wed, two-time Supercross champion, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell... Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Twenty years, Freak Nation, from the Lucas Oil Studios, affiliates across the country. Every audio app that you can imagine, we've been on it and we're on it. We crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, SpeedFreaks.tv is the website, and of course, all over Twitter and social media with Facebook and Instagram. Cooper Webb's been in the Freak Nation before, now a two-time Supercross champion, uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation, evidently still celebrating, hanging out at the beach, uh, headed back to his home. What does a two-time Supercross champion do at the beach to celebrate? <laughs> Yeah, not too much. Just uh, a little bit of relaxing and R and R. Obviously, it was a great season, um, but definitely a long one. We we were on the road for about eighteen weeks, um, so no good just to kind of take it all in and enjoy the moment and uh, relax a little bit. Cooper Webb, your twenty twenty one four fifty Supercross champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Compare your body to two years ago at this time, not last year with COVID, but the year before. Where does your body rank as far as aches and pains now versus this time in 2019? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, as you get older and, and have a little bit more injuries, you uh, you don't come as, as useful as I guess you used to be, but um that's why we train train our butts off to try to uh, prepare for that and and be as as lively as we can and feel as good as we can year after year. Um, definitely, you know, like I said, takes a toll on you with injuries and as well as um, you know just racing and, and being on the road and like you alluded to this year with with COVID was uh, was a lot different kind of style of racing and yeah. so um, definitely a lot different, but at the same that's what we kind of work for to try to try to stay on the same page throughout the year. Cooper, everything you said, I understand. I think what I was getting at was a number of riders that we've had on the show this year and a little bit last year, they enjoy this 
residency, so to speak, where you stay in a stadium two or three times because it's not as hard on the body. Uh, do you agree with that? Is your body as depleted typically after a 2019 season now as it was then? I think that's what I'm getting at. I don't know. I mean, right. I don't think so. I mean, we, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. I guess everyone's different, but for me, I, I feel like the racing at the residency was was honestly harder to uh, just stick to the training and stick to everything. I mean, um, we're going to some of the cities we went to weren't allowing us to eat eat food inside or, or go into grocery stores or anything like that. So for me, I think that made it uh, a bit more stressful and, and just harder to keep to the the normal normalization of, of what we're used to doing. But yeah, I mean, it's um, we were able to race at the the residency ones more than practicing. So I guess you are putting your your body at less of a risk of a practice crash or something like that. But uh, overall, um, I kind of quite enjoyed the the normal schedule more than than maybe the residency. But like you said, with the COVID this year, it was just good to be able to to get a racing in and, and a normal season. That's such a good point. Cooper Webb joining us here, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And yeah, when you have the normal schedule, as I use air quotes, it's a different city every week. But the sameness comes in on the weekdays. Granted, it's more travel. You going back and forth to wherever you're going to be during the week, typically home. But at least you have the same places to travel. There's a comfort level there. And you're right. You always know what your nutrition is going to be. You always know what your practice schedule is going to be. Whereas with the residencies this year, uh uh-uh that was always a big question mark yeah absolutely and so like you said you you kind of balance the two and um learn to adapt as as we all do um but yeah you hit the nail on the head it um was a lot different but like i said it it was something that we adapted well to and i think the it it was a, a short enough time period where you didn't feel like you were you know away from your normal routine for too long because it was really about 10 days by the time you had to be there early to get the COVID test and uh, like that. Uh, but just long enough to where you, you can get out of your, your routine a little bit, if you will. But um, like I said, it's just, I was glad after, after last year, we had about a two month hiatus where we didn't race or know if we were going to even finish our season. So for this year to be able to get back to normality, have fans and um, get all the races in was, was extremely uh, efficient, but uh, awesome at the same time. Cooper, did you keep track of just how many COVID tests you had this season? Yeah, it was, um, shoot, for basically every two to three days prior to each event, you had to get one. So, um, oh, yeah, I think we didn't have to get one for the Tuesday racing. So anytime we raced on Tuesday, we were clear. But other than that, we were getting them. So, yeah, I'd say, shoot, between 10 and 10 and 15. Easy. Yeah, easy. So, do you favor the nose swab or the spit test? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got quite used to the nose swab, but uh, yeah, I don't prefer either, but you know, it is what it is right now. Cooper Webb, we've had the McGrath era, we've had the Carmichael, Reed, Stewart era, the Ryans. They've been spread out enough that the fans have been able to make the transition from one to the next, but you're coming along now pretty fast over the Ryan's era. We've had Roxon and other riders. Are the fans ready for a new name to cheer for? 
Yeah, like you said, it, it's a mix right now. Um, you know, and, and that's the transition phase, like you're saying, that, that, that we're in. And I think it's uh, for me to get the second championship and, and establish myself, um, you know, on the top end of the sport is, is pretty amazing. And I've had so many fans behind me and backing me, but you definitely have um, – the, the guys that are guys and girls that that have their rider and they stick to it. So I think the, uh, the big thing though, getting back to this year was having fans again at the races and True. being able to go sit in the stadiums and watch us race opposed to, like I said, things hit last year, it was all from TV or you know, on social media or whatever it is. So I think this year, giving the fans the chance to get back into the stadiums and not only seeing us race and ride and perform, but see us without our helmets on and, and kind of get a glimpse of, of what we're like, whether it be at the semi or taking, you know, the photos or, or autographs or whatever we were able to, to do to, to relate to them. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to keep, you know, working my stuff to, to keep establishing myself and hopefully the, the icons that you just mentioned um, and, and see where it takes us. Cooper Webb, the 450 Supercross champion, 2021. Cooper, your championship season started off pretty equally divided amongst several riders. Different people were winning. Then at the end, it got kind of weird, and the winners were coming from all over the gates. Explain this crazy season and how it ended up with your championship. Like you said, it started off the first race, uh, you know, being a defending champion and, and getting second in the series in 20 coming into this season the the goal is to win the championship and at the first round I I straight up got a ninth place which is not what I was expecting not what the team expected not what what really anyone expected so um, right away you know it was a bit of a, a shock to the system and uh, we were at the residency at Houston where we had to come back uh, on Tuesday and do it again and I was able to rebound a little bit and, and get a fourth, but still not be on the podium, which was where we all expected to be. So, um, yeah, I, I was able to get a win at the third round, which was, was really awesome. Um, but as we moved to the next race, I was around the, the third or fourth place spot um, at that residency in, in Indianapolis. And I went leaving Indianapolis. I was uh, night. 16 points down and uh in the championship and you know six round in with only i think 11 to go uh was, was quite a deficit and you know ken roxon had the points lead and, and had a lot of momentum on his side so it was kind of at that point where hey you know if, if i want to win this championship it we need a, a swing in pace and a change in momentum and we were able to do that we went then to orlando uh, then Orlando again, which I was able to get two wins and into the Daytona, the Speedway style, which is mm. always fun and a little different. I uh, was able to close the points gap there. And as we went to Dallas, the, the third residency of the year, I was able to win all three of them, which was uh, was an incredible feeling and, and able to take the point lead and, and extend it a little bit. But like I said, that was when you add all those up, I, I got the points lead at, at round 11, uh, headed into 12. So you're, you're towards the back end of the series at that point. 
Dallas for an, uh, an additional weekend off, which in Supercross we normally only have one weekend off. <laughs> so it was, uh, it felt like a, an eternity of time we had off. And we went to Atlanta Motor Speedway, which we had never been to. And it was, it was a speedway style track, which none of us have ever raced before, uh, besides the iconic Daytona. And it was, uh, I'd say more of a hybrid style track, which what I mean by that is usually we're, always in stadiums around the 50 second lap time and the floor space is, is a lot smaller and tighter where we went to Atlanta Motor Speedway and we had a minute 40 lap times with three times the amount of floor space. So a lot higher speeds, a lot uh, less jumps or high speed, uh, less turns. So it was quite a bit different. And, um, we had some weather and uh, just some little things that, you know, I was I still had the, the red sweat throughout the whole time, but Ken was able to, to make up some points and kind of close the gap a little bit. And uh, heading into three rounds to go, it had tightened back up to um, what could have been about a nine-point lead. And I was able to win at the last Atlanta round, which extended – my, my lead to 16 headed with two to go. And uh, so, yeah, it was, like you said, it was ended up getting the championship and, and getting a, a second and a first at the last two rounds and punching the championship. But it was a very roller coaster of a year as far as results go and uh, expectations. That is bonkers. I cannot remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but you just <laughs> recapped. The 2021 season in about two and a half minutes, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was just trying to give the fans a, a real guideline of, of what we went through. And it's all top of mind. I mean, yeah. he's like, I know how this season played out. I love it. Are you ready for the outdoors? Yeah, so that's the, the next transition now is we got the Pro Motocross Series coming up here at the end of May. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's something that we'll, we'll kind of transition into getting ready for that as far as riding and training and testing goes. And yeah, I want to try to be a contender as well as in that series. So we're going to sure. put our head down and, and try to uh, accomplish a championship there as well. Well, how much did the hybrid track, so to speak, at Atlanta help prepare you for the outdoor season because of the faster speeds, because of less tight turns? Yeah, it actually did a little bit. Uh, and that's what we had to kind of learn and adapt to and, and change my, my motorcycle setup to kind of suit was more of that, that outdoor style. So um, it was a good little test for us to, to see what we needed to do. And, and we were able to adapt um, and, and make my bike a lot better and, and me adapt and get a lot better on, on that faster style track. So that gave me some confidence now to head into this motocross season. We have about three more weeks of, of riding and testing that we'll be able to do before the season opener. So, yeah, I feel like I, I have kind of a, a good direction now on, on what I need to work on. Okay, you mentioned about three weeks of training, getting ready for the outdoor season. How much more beach time is in there? Yeah, not much more. Um, <laughs> you know, that we were the team and – uh, my trainer and stuff, we all were like, hey, we, we should enjoy it at least this week and get back after it. So, uh, yeah, a few more days of, of just kind of relaxing and taking some time off the dirt bike and, you know, let my mind uh, rest a little bit and then right back at it to uh, get back to work. 
Cooper, we like to have some fun with dudes from small towns like yourself from Newport, North Carolina. We like to poke fun yeah. at, at you little bastards that might have some famous people that come out of your towns. <laughs> uh, I looked it up. The most famous people from Newport, North Carolina, one person, his name is Cooper Webb. Congratulations. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's an uh, extremely small town in, in North Carolina where, we, where I grew up and... Um, Definitely not much motorcycle racing or, or really anything going on besides farming and, and some fishing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to to come from a really small town and, and chase my dreams and not only kind of exceed out of out of Newport, but, you know, make it at, at the highest level is uh, extremely awesome and just pretty dang cool. If all yeah. things are equal, James Stewart, Jeremy McGrath, Ricky Carmichael, who's the greatest Supercross rider ever? Man, that's a very tough one. They're uh, they're through by by a good measure. Um, the greatest champion, I, I still have to say, would would probably be. Uh, I re- man, that's tough. I'd say probably <laughs> McGrath. Still, I mean, to uh, to win seventy two is is the race wins mm-hmm. that he, he's won and that's incredible i mean that's, that's so many wins and uh they all each had their own special things ricky was such a competitor james was by far the most talented and special human probably to ever throw a leg over a dirt bike but to be able to to win that many races um you know even in a different generation is yeah. is truly pretty impressive Cooper, enjoy the time off, buddy. Thanks for taking time to join us here in the Lucas Oil Studios and Speed Freaks Pits, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. It's fantastic. Cooper Webb, who knows? He may be the next Jeremy McGrath for Carmichael. I don't think so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You never know. Could be. It's the new era. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Webb here in the Freak Nation. Coming up next hour, Mr. Tinsley, as we call him. The significance of this African-American in NASCAR isn't lost on us or uh, some in NASCAR. And... Antron Brown, a big winner coming out of the ATL. Next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman. You follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're there for you. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up this hour, Antron Brown, top fuel champion. Got himself a big win last week in Atlanta. The last race for the NHRA at Atlanta Dragway. The last race. It just bizarre. Crazy. Yeah, this week it was under a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got a, a brief interview with Bobby Unser. Again, I, I think we should spend more time on Bobby next weekend. 
But uh, with Bobby Unser's death earlier this week, uh, we'll spend some time with a funny interview with Bobby Unser. And Statman, you got a great interview coming up in about 10 minutes. Share that with the Freak Nation about this gentleman who's joining you. Tinsley Hughes, they talk about uh, black drivers in NASCAR. There's been a number of team owners, including Wendell Scott, uh, who was the only uh, African-American to ever win a cup race or at the highest level was Grand National Series then. But Tinsley Hughes was a team owner, partnered with Hendrick Motorsports, and uh, they had a, a good run. They ran some decent drivers, including Daryl Waltrip, ran for Mansion Motorsports, and uh, he was even honored by uh, Carl Long this weekend at Darlington, and uh, they did spectacular things in the uh, NASCAR series and the cup series. And when I asked him if he was a former team owner, he said, uh, no, that he was not finished that he's coming back. What? He wants to do something with his grandkids. Uh, he's not done. Nice. Are, am I giving this away? If I ask you, are his grandkids involved in racing right now? Is that part of your interview? No, he's, he just, he's, he took them to Darlington this weekend and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't be in his family without having some interest in racing and he's feeding them and hopefully they'll get hooked on the, on the sport. Chances are they will, uh, being in his family. He adds a wonderful thing that he talks about, uh, something called aggressive patience. Mm. When I heard that, I almost came unglued. I said, wait, 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 aggressive patience. He said that matters in all of racing. Oh, wow. I mean, without hearing the interview yet, and now I want to hear what, how he defines that, that does kind of sum up motorsports in two words, aggressive yeah. patience. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Huh. You know what? That's been my life for about the last 14 months. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's lives you know, in this pandemic. Coming out of my shoes or out on the window at somebody, and I just, oh, got to be patient. It's going to end. <laughs> It's going it's to gonna be patient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so looking forward to uh, Mr. Tinsley, uh, Tinsley Hughes coming up with Statman and a very special Statman Scat. And also speaking of Scat, this hour Statman Scat, uh, there is a new fuel out there that I want you to pay attention to coming up in about 15, 20 minutes or so in the Statman Scat. Again, this is how you play ball with this man. We're there for you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the website speedfreaks.tv Martin Truex with the win and the runaway win at the, the only cat that seemed to be in contention at one time again as he typically does he comes on and then fades is Kyle Larson but again Martin Truex uh, and Kyle Larson did the smart thing I think C Kyle Larson could have gotten aggressive on Martin Truex and maybe maybe gotten around him but you don't want to listen you got to conserve what you got keep those points where you are. You don't want to put that thing in the shed. Uh, Kyle Larson's smarter than that, at least when it comes to driving. Yeah, I was getting ready to <laughs> yeah, say. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you heard it coming out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, I did. I could, I could hear your brain ticking from here. Uh, but before we go any further, I want to say this to all the moms out there. Uh, happy freaking Mother's Day. Uh, we have a mom on the show. She's uh, seven 
Are you a well? That's that's gonna. What? Uh, you're se- almost seven and a half years into your momhood, so happy Mother's Day, Crasher. Oh, well, thank you. What, where are we gonna go with that? Something that probably got the rise out of some uh, political issues ah, out there. Right, right. Yeah, we're gonna go there. Nope, don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Nope, don't want to do it. Nope. Tinsley Hughes coming up here in the Freak Nation, and Antron Brown. But first, gonna resume with some affiliates. And get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. We got us another round of affiliates coming in right now. Thank you guys for being a part of this thing. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Tinsley Hughes, a significant player that you may not have heard of in Darlington's race today. Also, Antron Brown, top fuel winner, NHRA top fuel winner from Atlanta. He'll be joining us this hour. And a little salute to Bobby Unser. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out their line of tires, SUVs, truck tires, even sports cars and sedans. Roll on GTs. Freaks do. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So in the spirit of Darlington and the throwback weekend, we've been, Kenny and I have been cleaning out our garage and running across a ton of photos over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And... 50 years. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, well, yeah, yeah you're, you're in that category. Jeez, I'm, I'm that damn old. Uh, right. But it's funny running into the past 20, almost 21 years of Speed Freak. Statman, have you seen some of the pictures that Kenny has been posting throwback-wise? I mean, our original pictures at the Pomona Drag Strip. Yeah. Just wicked to see. Even Statman, even you have a baby face. We've all got baby faces Ooh, from 20 yeah. years ago. Those are, that was a long time ago. Five right. but winning the throwback races sheldon creed in the trucks justin allgaier in xfinity and martin shrooks jr who led 1248 laps of just Ah, 300 yeah it's it's gone up since the first hour bam no the truth is the race was 293 laps he led all except 45 so he led 248 that's insane absolutely insane lewis hamilton is getting a little bit fiery at his team these days saying we cannot rely on other drivers and other teams' mistakes to help us to wins. We've got to do better ourselves. But, of course, it was Max Verstappen and their mistakes today that led to Lewis Hamilton benefiting and taking the win. Robert Wickens was behind the wheel this week, this time an IMSA sports car. Oh, and that in addition to all his sim racing, Robert, Robert Wickens crediting sim racing for helping him get back behind the track. But that was an awesome story this week. We will get to that more on the show next week as we will interview him coming up this week. Bobby Unser passed away at the age of 87 soon after our show last week. His funeral will be public, and it will be this Tuesday. Keep your eye on social media. I was wrong in the first hour. I said 11 a.m. Eastern time. Nope, it's 11 a.m. New Mexico time, Mountain time. So it's 1 p.m. Eastern. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks and we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle can break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Today, time is more valuable than ever, and we all want our vehicles to look their best to save time and have a great looking ride use lucas slickness speed wax great for paint chrome glass and vinyl lucas oil slick mist simply mists on then wipes off leaving a new car shine every time it's quick and easy working on wet or dry surfaces you can also use slick mist interior detail or slick mist tire and trim shine for that complete detail look lucas oil it works you're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Attention, all you light truck and SUV owners who'd like to exceed the limits. General Tire has created a tough, extreme terrain General Grabber Tire for you. The Grabber brings race-winning technology to thrill-seekers planning their next extreme adventure. Because with General Tires, anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. Hello and welcome to a special Speed Freaks scat for a few minutes. I'm the stat man and my guest is Tinsley Hughes, a former NASCAR team owner and a man who's been committed to motorsports since he was a child, living next door to Virginia International Raceway. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Before we get into the meat of our conversation, you told me a story about you 
and uh, what you did with a, a new car that you bought home from the 240Z store. Tell me that story again. I'd laughed uh, even thinking about it after we were finished talking earlier. Okay, my first car, a 240Z. Um, I purchased the car and went immediately to VRR Racetrack and to try it out because it was next door to our farm. And it, it, I, I assume that you uh, did more than just try it out. You probably uh, rung it out pretty good, didn't you? I had lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun. That, that's You're only allowed, anybody that's going to make racing a career and a business uh, is going to have fun behind something as nice as a 240Z. Uh, let's talk about the NASCAR throwback weekend honoring at least a part of its history, uh, but minimizing, uh, in my estimation, you may be, you may think I'm wrong about this, but minimizing contributions from black drivers and team owners like you, Sam Bell, Navis, Steve Dixon, Wendell Scott, some of those contributions were left to white drivers to remember. What do you think about what's happening with the uh, NASCAR throwback weekend? Well, I'm actually very proud of it, uh, and especially for Thee and that team, or our team. Um, they did a great job with the color. Uh, a little tidbit of information, historical information. That was officially the first rainbow race car. Hmm. We got laughed at because we painted the car to match the glidden paint bucket, the entire car. That's why you have all the colors on it. And it was called the rainbow car. So you had a chance to uh, uh, precede uh, Jeff Gordon and his rainbow car, the rainbow warriors. Well, we, we all shared in it. I wouldn't say necessarily preceded, but we, uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Hmm. A lot of fun. The, uh, a lot of racing fun. You, you had a, uh, uh, drivers such as Mike Skinner, Carl Long, Ron Hornaday Jr., and even three-time NASCAR and Winston Cup champion Daryl Waltrip, they all drove for you. Uh, did, did, let me ask you the obvious question from the media. Do you have a favorite amongst those drivers? All of our mansion drivers were favorites. Even James Bolton, he drove for us in the um, ARCA series. That may not be a familiar name, but he did a great job in the ARCA series. And, of course, we had uh, Carl. He's doing the uh, – we want to thank Carl personally uh, for his uh, throwback of the uh, Mansion Race car, number 13. Let me go back to what uh, my initial announcement of you. I didn't plan to ask you this, but I called you a former NASCAR team owner. You consider yourself a team owner now. You don't have a car on the track in I don't in NASCAR, and I don't think in ARCA. Uh, do you consider yourself a team owner now, just on the sidelines for a bit? Once a NASCAR team owner, always a NASCAR team owner. <laughs> Once a racer, always a racer. Yep. From the very That's the perfect answer, right there. Once a once a Cup driver, always a Cup driver. Actually, any driver, retired or not. Why do you think we're having a throwback? That's what it's all about. So do you think you're going to uh, be back on the track with another program soon? I got three grandchildren. That's your answer right there. <laughs> Hold on to your hat, sir. 
How, how old are your grandkids? Am I going to have to wait a year, two years, five years? Well, they're nine years old, but you know, you can hop in a late model now, 13, 14, 15 years old. So hold on to your hats. All right. So we might see Tinsley Hughes out there again. That's that's one. Not Mike. Will. You will. All right. That's yes. fair. That's more than fair. I'd look forward to that. You worked with marketing executive Sam Bell Navis to form BH Motorsports, even developing a partnership with Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, BH Motorsports fielded uh, cars in the Cup Series. Back, way back in 1989, you founded an academy to develop drivers from the inner city. What happened to all that effort? Well, let's just work funding. Uh, we first, when you're talking about racing, we first have to talk about sponsorship, advertising, and funding. That's the key to it. You have to have the contracts in place. You have to have your contracts in place. That's first and foremost. The same thing Brad and I, Brad talked about in his um, piece. The article yeah. on your Facebook page, yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, what Michael Jordan is doing, checking all the boxes. Checking all the boxes, having sponsorship, having factory back support. That's important. The racing is racing is different than the other stick and ball sports. There's no league. There's no revenue sharing. There's no commitment to making sure everyone is financially viable to support the entire system, the entire industry. Uh, did established owners embrace your presence when you came into the garage as a team owner? Yes, sir. We got support from uh, Hendrix Petty, a couple of the other drivers, uh, team owners. How did that Hendrick partnership work out for BH Motorsports? Well, we purchased uh, pieces, parts, race engines, or uh, even race cars from Hendrick. That was before NASCAR's charter system where uh, you can share, you have satellite teams and everything. Uh, would that be different if you did that today, uh, had uh, charter programs today? Well, somewhat. Uh, for instance, uh, Mike and Denny, Mike, Michael Jordan, Denny Hamilton, they have a partnership with Joe Gibbs, which is somewhat similar. They are basically a satellite team or in that position. And I had a long-standing relationship with uh, Rick and uh, Papa Joe Hendrick. He was uh, Rick's dad. And uh, Jeff, a couple of the guys over there, so we had long-term working relationships with those guys. And actually before that, uh, relationship was formed, I had the opportunity to purchase uh, equipment from Hendry. And where it really starts is with the advertisers, media buyers. Uh, for instance, uh, Brian Allen, Byron Allen, he's making great strides right now. We'll have a new system in place before long. See, first we got to get into the system the business system and get to the contracts. You can't work without a contract. When I say contract, you got have to have the advertising, the media buyers. NASCAR's charter system allows owners to buy into the industry uh, and, and share costs with an established team and compete right away. I mean, some teams 
don't even have to buy a new shop. They can uh, work within the shop at Hendrick Motorsports, for example. Uh, will that make the sport sustainable from a business standpoint? Will that help you when you come back online uh, to maybe buy in, uh, spend $10, and you'll be able to get back into the industry a lot cheaper than starting all over from the beginning? Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Not only the charter system, but the next-gen car. See, all those are attempts, hopefully successful attempts, to make the sport more economical. What's it cost to buy into the charter system? It varies. Uh, uh, it's gone anywhere probably from three to five to eight million. Depends on the situation is. Some drivers come with satchels of cash to get team owners' attention. Anyone, anyone ever drop a, a sack of money on your desk when you were a team owner and uh, wanted to buy their way into your team? No, sir. As with, uh, another little tidbit of history. Most of our racing, uh, Pete Dixon and myself, was uh, self-funded. We had some sponsorship, but I would say what we got accomplished, 90, 95% of it was self-funded. Tribute to Thee. Thee was, he did more than his fair share. Thee Dixon. Yes, he did more than his fair share. And that's part of the, uh, that's part of the celebration that Carl Long had in the uh, throwback weekend was celebrating Mansion Motorsports and Thee Dixon. That's correct, sir. And that you is were, correct. You were Dixon's partner in yes, Mansion Motorsports. Yes, sir. So let's talk about today. We celebrate Daryl Wallace. I, it's very difficult for me to call him Bubba, but I even saw where his mom calls him Bub, but uh, I'd still want to call him Daryl Wallace. Uh, but his background isn't usual. He comes from an interracial family. His father uh, is white and in, had an industrial cleaning company. Uh, there are rumors he spent as much as a million dollars to get Daryl's uh, career launched toward NASCAR. Uh, that's a common story among new drivers, isn't it? New drivers and old drivers. Finally, is Daryl Wallace the future of diversity in NASCAR? Uh, will someone else get a chance if Wallace doesn't become a star, if he doesn't win races? Do we need a driver who can uh, uh, be the star? What about people in the crew, a crew chief, somebody on the box? What's He's put a crack in the ceiling. Will there be more people coming in to NASCAR through his uh, example and effort. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It may be a little bit slower than we want, but it's definitely coming. And we thank um, Daryl for all this work. We thank Thee Dixon. We thank um, all the other past drivers and team owners for what they've done in the past. Brad Daughter, he's been a, a a powerful person in the sport. He's been very successful. I imagine it's been very difficult for him, right? Yes, sir. It's been difficult for Brad. Uh, it's been difficult for Brian France. He's the owner of NASCAR. Uh, it's been difficult for myself. As a matter of fact, Brad and 
um, Brian started a diversity uh, council that I was fortunate to be a child a member of. And um, I, that helped to move the needle back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, the NASCAR Executive Council. And uh, Brad uh, was very in instrumental in that and very committed. He did a lot of things behind the scenes and in front to move the needle. See, you have to have a, a little bit of aggressive patience to be involved in racing. Wait a minute. Aggressive patience. I've never heard that before. <laughs> aggressive. Does that come from your military background or from your racing background? Aggressive patience. You got to explain that. Give me some background on that aggressive. <laughs> we have a lot of fun in racing. That's like being on a chip. You got to know how close to get on that chip to make that car drive well. Aggressive patience. So you got the long, again, the long term. This is not one off. You can't talk about it just for today. You got to look past the hour, the minute, the hour, the day, and the year. You got to always be out in front, one, two, three, four, five, ten years ahead of time. Uh, what's the grid going to look like five years from now? Will Tinsley Hughes have a team out there with your grandkids, Lewis Hamilton? Will, will, <laughs> will there be uh, seriously? Will there be uh, some black drivers under the Tinsley Hughes banner uh, on the grid uh, five years from now, ten years from now? Well, it may be all of the above, what we just talked about. That's the that's the long term goal, not the one off. The long term goal. Tinsley Hughes, thank you. I appreciate your time. Uh, aggressive patience. I'm going to remember that. That's going to that's going down in the uh, in my notes. I want to remember that from uh, uh, from now on. Thanks, partner. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. We hear so much about electrification as the motorsports industry tries to paint itself green. But this week, the World Motorsport Council approved a three-year agreement with the racing fuel company that's produced a fossil-free, hydrocarbon-based racing fuel. P1 Racing Fuels in Ireland has blended synthetic and biofuel components for high-performance racing engines. The mystery fuel will start being used in FIA World Championship Series in 2022, next year. The announcement this week concentrated on the World Rally Championship and the hybrid supercars that will be introduced next season. Former World Rally and Rallycross champion Petter Solberg said he's used the fuel and it works. Several things were taken into consideration, including sustainability a low-carbon future, performance, cost, and supply for a global series like the WRC. Hopefully, this kind of thinking is going on somewhere here in America as well. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Welcome back to the Freak Nation. Of course, we had some unfortunate news this week. Right after we 
got off the air last Sunday night. Bobby Unser, three-time Indy 500 winner, the master of the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, passed away at the age of 87. Here's a tribute to one of the funniest interviewers we've had. Bobby Unser once again in the Freak Nation, residential starter here with the Freaks. When you came out of your mama's womb, did you know that you were going to be a crap starting IndyCar, Indy 500 champion? I mean, a crap starter. You're full-fledged, bro. Well, you know, I probably knew that I was going to be a race driver because I came out crying and hollering my ass off, so I think that was a good sign of it. That sounds like a Formula One driver crying his ass off. Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't have any babies. We had grown men. Everything was okay where we were. No sissies allowed. <laughs> now, but, but what, what I mean by crap started, I mean this honestly, was you, you weren't afraid to speak your mind early on. And it seems like there's been a curve in drivers who risk their lives every day in motorsports that sometimes are afraid to say certain things because they may offend either their sponsors or their owners. And I understand that. But it's, I think it's important that the drivers have a voice and a cell phone from 1987. Well, that, that's true. There's no doubt about it. But that was my phone ringing. My wife had to take. <laughs> Jesus. Everything happens. Do you remember? Do you, do you have any idea what I just asked you? I said drivers being able to speak their minds because they put their life in the hands of their vehicle every weekend. Well, you don't see a lot of them. You're, you're totally right on that. They hardly speak their opinions. They have opinions. The drivers that we have today, really good drivers. In other words, they have a lot of talent. The race cars are nice. Everything fits. But you're, you're totally right. I mean, they wouldn't say, you know what, if it was on the table. I'm afraid. Most of them. But isn't that because companies, sponsors, they drive this business more than ever. And these drivers today are a little bit worried about losing the $10 million sponsorships. So they have to ride the line. No, darling, you're so right on that stuff. And, and, and I've got to just tell you, we, meaning the old guys have been around for a while, we don't like that. That, that isn't the way racing should be. These drivers, technically, they shouldn't have to go find their sponsor. It, that isn't the way it should work. You know, when, when, in, in my era, and of course, Rutherford and, and all those guys, they didn't have to go out and hustle and hustle and hustle the year round to find a sponsor. Yes, we did sometime, no doubt about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But but in general that wasn't the driver's job. Now, was it the driver's job to go and do uh appearances and give a little talks to the people? Of course. And and it's still that way today. Problem with a lot of them today, the new guys, and they're very young. They don't know what the hell to say. They don't know why they're there. They just want to go drive the cars. And some of them are really good, you know. They do a really good job. You got to take your hat off to them. But I, I think, I mean, what we've got, 18, 19 years old. Now, I'm here to tell you it can be done. But, boy, that's a pretty young age to grow up just in a few laps out here. They go from being a young lad to a grown man, one straight, yeah, that fast. I mean, you're right. <laughs> Bobby Unser, when it comes to sponsorship, one of the big topics this month has been, 
Okay, now we're back to that guaranteed starting spot in the Indy 500. Sponsors, the team owners like Chip Ganassi, Roger Penske, they're talking and getting kind of behind the momentum of, yeah, we need to guarantee these starting spots because our sponsors are paying the full season. What if we don't qualify at Indy? Then what do we tell them? Indy provides the most money for the season. Where do you stand on this? Should there or should there not be guaranteed qualifying spots? I don't think there should be any. I mean, I truly, truly, truly feel that way, too. I I just can't see why or how or who's selling it. But, you know, I don't believe that Roger Penske would try to sell this. I was with him for, yeah, I don't think I, Roger doesn't do things like that. I mean, Roger just, his, his whole attitude, I can just tell you straight out what it is. Just get the races going. I want to race. I mean, there, there's some things I really shouldn't tell you now that we went through when I was still driving for him. But but I saw the real Roger Penske. I saw the real guy, how he acts, how he thinks. And believe me, he would have never said something like that. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motor Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV TV and MAV TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24 7, 365. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, 
excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, be sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You'll be able to find out where you can watch about 35 good minutes with top fuel champion, the top four winner, Antron Brown. He joins us now. Big win coming out of Atlanta. And then, almost said Antonio. Antron, have you been able to find that mojo with this win in Atlanta, buddy? I, I tell you, yes. Uh, just the whole group. I mean, we have a lot of good guys on the team right now. And, brother, we're just all pulling that rope together at the same time and and we're just getting the car back where it's at and and credits where credits do you know with brian karate mark oswald brad mason all of our guys on our macro tools car we're just getting a good combination we have reinvented they reinvented the wheel and their the wheel was already rolling good towards the end of last year when we came off that vegas win but i believe our our PR gal, Allie, told us just the other day, within the last four races, we've won, we have won two of them, and we've been to semifinals at all the other ones. So is the mojo back? I, I believe the mojo's there, and it's only going to get better and stronger as the year goes. Well, that's a shout-out to the rest of the top fuel class. Look out, Antron Brown is back. Hello. <laughs> how, how are you going to keep this consistency and keep this winning streak? <clears throat> Hey, we're just going to keep putting that work in right now. We're putting the work in. The car's running is running good, but we still got more things that we could polish up on and make better. And that's what I love about the synergy that we got on our team is that each and every one of our guys, we look at each other and we want to be better, but we're going to do what it takes to get better. And we're not scared to try things. And at Don Schumacher with Don, like, you know, Brian went to him and said, hey, we need to go testing. So we went, we went testing after Vegas. We stayed in test the Monday after to, to work on things that were different that we're starting to implement into our program. We didn't know it was going to make us better. We're just trying stuff to be better. And it's working, but we still got to, you know, we got to still get more data, more runs to grow that nice database of runs so you have stuff to go through. Because right now, when you race, when you race them, that team like Steve Tarns, Capco, they go, we go to all these different conditions, Hogan and Bobby, they go like this. Let me open this bug up. This is what we ran here. Boom. And that's what they do. And that's a good feeling to get in that realm. And that's the realm we used to be in when we won all of our championships. Mm-hmm. It was like rolling out the red carpet, like throwing the runs up on the board, like, oh, oh, we got one for you. Let me look it up. Boom. We're going to go right there. Put it in. Lock, load. Boom. Shoot it. Goes down the track win comes home and that's what they've been doing over the last three years and we're getting back to that realm because they've been shooting man but we got to come out with some bigger guns (laughs) 
Holy smokes. So why, to what do you explain why you did fall off? I know there's changes every year with the car, with the chassis, but why the fall off? Why did the Torrance team just kind of go and go nuts on this category? And you guys kind of went a little bit down. Why that? And now how are you back up? It, it's more than just data. No, is 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 people. Plain and simple is people. Perfect. Uh, when we... When the first year after we did well, like Brian Karate left and wanted to go tune a funny car. Okay. Then we had Mark at the realm and Brad was the co-crew chief. And then we had other people that came in that we had to build that symmetry in that team. Then we had uh, the year after that, we actually did well. We went to numerous final rounds, won races and stuff like that. And then the next year is kind of when the carpet got pulled out underneath us. And we just had other issues. We had mechanical problems that we were fighting, not just on our team, but a lot of our teams at DSR, just things that weren't right that we had to fix. You know what I mean? And then once we got those mechanical parts and pieces right like we needed to, we were just in this funky slump where we had to come back. You know what I mean? Where we couldn't get the car to do this. We couldn't get it to do this. And then we had clutch deals. And then we had engine stuff. And then we changed things. And, and then we just really had to, go back and wipe the slate clean. But through all that, we've learned a lot through it. You, that's the hard thing to tell people. You never grow or learn when things go right. When things go right, you tend to do the same thing over and over and over again. But when things get crappy, or if you want to say shitty, when it gets bad, mm. you got to, you got to, reinvent that deal and reinvent yourself and you got to come back and that's what I always see in my eyes like Michael Jordan stuff people like that that's what real champions do you can win but then when things get bad and you come back and you take that loss how do you regroup from it or how do you grow or how do you get better and that's one thing that we do and when we come back this time we're going to keep going and, and that's and that's and that's the game plan and Brian came back it was the start of last year him and Mark got in there. We start changing things, moving things, and Brad, and we just have a bigger brain trust. It's like we lost Brian. We went down to two, Brad and Mark. <laughs> now we replaced it, and we had an entry-level guy that came in the tires, and we moved other people up. Well, now we're back to three eyes on the prize. You know what I mean? And, and that's the big difference. And we've got a lot of new guys that came in that are very sharp, uh, very capable, and everybody's got that passion, that fire in their eyes. And when you get that, it's like a switch goes on. And, and now they've got that first win of this new group of guys together. They're turned on right now. Antron Brown, you stayed after Las Vegas and tested. You learned some new things, you said. How does that change your notebook? When you start going through the pages, said this is what we did the last time we were here. That does that have to change now that you learned something new in Las Vegas? Yes, yes. And and the thing about this is that it's a different program. So basically all your old notes, stat man, you just crumple them up and throw them in the trash. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> wow. And and now we're starting on this new road where we just gotta build other data to build up with this combination and to make it better. And and we know it's consistent. But we've got to still find, like, when we get in this kind of climate with this kind of track, how to do that there. And then when you get to this track or this climate, you got to do that there. 
So we still got to figure all that stuff out and we're going to figure it out as we go and, uh, and we'll grow upon it and we'll get stronger of it. And that's what it takes right now. I mean, if you see the level of our competition that we're racing right now, top fuel is the heat of the heat. When you look at pound for pound, teams, drivers, everything, I think we got the meanest class out there right now when you look at it. That's my yeah. personal opinion, but you look at it. Antron, do you miss, you brought up motorcycles, miss motorcycle racing, and will we ever see you do a throwback motorcycle race? Hey, you never know. See, why are you saying that? See, only on, I'm going to let this out to the freak nation right now, okay? If NHRA allows us to run multiple pro classes, I always wanted to do it at the U.S. Nationals oh. and race top fuel and pro stock motorcycle. And trust me, Vance and Hines has got a bike waiting for me. What? Because like, they didn't come out. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm still in shape. I'm still in shape. Hold on. Let me, let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Look at this boy. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'm slim like Kenny, boy. Look at that. Man, what is up? <laughs> Dog. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. I will be there. If that's happening, I am there. U.S. Nationals, come on, NHRA. Allow this. Holy yes. crap. Yes, I would like to do it one day. And we have time between classes where I can come back and swip swap. So it'll be smooth and easy. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Why it'll would you? What, listen, listen. Why would you not be able to do that, Antron? I understand NHRA has its protocol, but that would sell some freaking tickets. It'd get a lot of people going back and forth that here's this old man going to come out and kick the ass of these other old men, okay, these younger men. Come on, bud. <laughs> hey, 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 they got women too. Yeah, I like to, I, I like yep, to keep yep, the yep. women's butt too. I, I understand. I'm an equal yep. opportunist. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't know where it's going today, bro. I didn't know if you can go say you can kick women's butt on a bike. I, I didn't want to get emails and stuff and send them to Statman for mouthing off. Whatever. <laughs> wow, that's huge, man. Wow, and cool. Something I always wanted to do, and, and now where the bike class is, they've got really good parity. They've got inline fours, V twins. And them jokers are going 200 miles an hour. Right? I'm like, I, I was like, I need some, I need some. <laughs> and, and you know, you know, people hit me up all the time, like, AB man, uh, when you went on bikes, you ain't go this fast. Like, I know, I know, I know. I said, you still think you could do it? I just give them the look like this. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Did you ever see Michael Jordan, The Last Dance? Mm. That that documentary with Michael Jordan, The Last Dance? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you know that part when Maud Rashad say, hey, Jordan, on the line, who takes the last shot? You know what he said? He was like, that's a stupid question. Me. Antron Brown, we've been doing this for 20 years, Broham, and uh, you know we've got a lot of audio, a lot of video of uh, our past shows. That we've championships, done. right, Angel? Three championships. Antron? I got a He's goose egg right now. Antron Brown and Angel Samuel. Hey, Antron. Sam Pay, let's fix that right now before we go into Sorry, Sam Pay, Angel Sam Pay. Now we got that There you go. You're lucky I remember Antron's last name. Antron, now look. I. You know when you come in the Freak Nation, we got to bust your huevos every now and then. 
You're one of our faves. You know, it's all gravy. You know, <laughs> that was some funny stuff. Which I had hair. You're right. That's the first <laughs> thing hair. you see. A driver. He looks at the hair. <laughs> hey, hey, Kitty, Kitty, you like a young pop. You was a pop. Right. I look like Brandon Bernstein's pop. brother with his carrot top. <laughs> and Stat Man was up there, style profile. Crash, you still look the same. You don't age. No. You know she got them good jeans. She got them good jeans, Kenny. You know that? Man. She got them good jeans. Yeah. You know, you know why the women look good still? They still can get their hair dyed. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Stat Man, tell them, we wish we had hair so we could dye it. <laughs> yeah, you never so know. bad. You never know what color it's going to be or where it's going to grow. So you have to just shave it off. You know, wow. oh, that was six, hey, bro, that was 16 years ago. 16 what? years ago, Antron, before you grabbed the championship, buddy. Man, I tell you what, man. I remember racing motorcycles, and I always wanted to win a championship on bikes. I always did. And I fell short like four times, less than 40 points. And and it kills Ooh. me to this day because we should have won. We should have won one for sure. And it was just a motorcycle issue. And it kicks me in the butt every day. But uh, I never forget. But I had a lot of fond memories there. But how about my old uh, my old teammate, my, my old little sis, Angel's out there still doing it, doing it strong now. Right? Holy smokes. Yeah, speaking of working out, I see her pictures on Instagram of being in the gym. Holy cow. Do not get She's in a fight a with her in an alley. Woo! She, she is, is amazing. Yeah. She is a beast. You know, I remember one time, uh, Angel, I saw her. I, I don't think I ever told this story. Angel, I never forget. Uh, one girl wanted to fight Angel one time. <laughs> And, oh my. and I look, I was like, girl, I wouldn't even try it. Like, that's what you think in your mind. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, it's like, whoa, I want to see this. I want to see, see this. It, they gonna, it ain't going to last long. It's going to be like a Mike Tyson fight. So I'm going to go, whoop, whoop. No. <laughs> was this a, 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 another driver or just a fan? No, this wasn't a fan. This was just. Like, I forget, it was back in Louisiana. It wasn't at a race or nowhere like that. And it was just one of those deals where the ladies didn't know who she was messing with. <laughs> no, you don't. I, you, well, no, you know, that's you got to you got to take two aspirin and sleep that off. That's not that's a bad idea. Oh, it was. <laughs> it, 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 it was. It was funny, though. It was funny. I was like, Lord have mercy. What's about to happen right here? You know what I mean? But, you know. But Antron, it's all good. It's Antron, all good. Antron Brown here in the Freak Nation. How much longer are you going to do this, bud? Until it's not fun anymore. Mm. And I feel that I can't, if it's not, even if it's not fun, if I feel I can't do the job, I think it's time for me to turn the ranks over and let somebody else do it, you know? So the fortunate thing is I started out at a very young age and I feel that I have a lot more life left in me in the sport of drag racing. So I don't know. I mean, I think I, I know for sure that I could do it for at least another 10 years and uh, driving wise, maybe 10 to 15. And uh, and then I, I'm looking to have somebody take the ranks. I don't want to be like John Force out there now. You know what I mean? 
Really? Like, like John, this is his lifeline. This is what he does. That man just, mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? But this, I think it's John's lifeline, man. He just, I mean, maybe I'm, I can't say that either. Maybe I will be 70 years old racing. I don't think my if wife will If it's still fun. If it's still fun, trust yeah. me. Trust me. And you know what? When you win, it's always fun. He's got a championship, and he's got himself a few championships, by the way. And, of course, a big win coming out of Atlanta. And, Statman, if anybody questions the diversity in our program, I might have to smack him with Tinsley Hughes. We have a Mexican driver with Patricia Award, and then, of course, Antron Brown, and then the old guy, Bobby Hunter. Any question? There's no question about any of that from for the last 20 years. You know, Antron's a perfect example of NHRA, how they're missing the point on they've got some of the best driver personalities in all of racing and they're talking about a quarter mile and under four seconds and 330 miles an hour antron brown is the reason why the nhra should be at the top of everybody's mind antron and people like him i would agree with that and i'm still i'm still kind of shaking my head in shock that Dude might get back. He might lift that right leg over a motorcycle. He might get back to right. two wheel. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's been a good. And go to the website Monday morning. If you missed any of it, speedfreaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose. It's that man. Cut it loose. Yep. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.